0: How are we doing? And welcome to the GR with me, Darren O'Sullivan. I'm delighted to be joined by my two compadres, Lee Costello and Niall McIntyre. Boys, how we doing? Good, Darren.
2: All good, all good.
0: In the league. Um all in all I'd say it was a decent league-ish. I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, but the, the weekend was good now, to be fair. I think um I'm not sure about you, you know, I can't really remember what your predictions were, but I'm not one to kind of say, oh, I know it all, or I, you know, I wouldn't be like that, but I think, I might be wrong, but I'm rarely wrong. I think I got them all right.
1: You did, Darren, listen, we'll, uh, we have to hand it to you, you got four out of four, we weren't too far behind you, both of us a three out of four, um... But yeah, I think you went for the hot shot, so uh look, n- maybe not too main, much of a too much of an achievement.
0: The main thing is all I got from that was I wasn't listening the most, all, so all I heard was you were behind me. Okay? <laughs> so we gotta leave <laughs> But uh no, look it was um like to be fair, the games, um every one of the games really could have gone either way. Um we we'll go through them all individually there in a while, but like the only one the only bad thing was Saturday it was such a bad day. I kind of felt sorry for the all the teams in Division 3 and 4 kind of they, they weren't the best games but to be fair Crow Park is one pitch when the weather is like that it's it's hard to play any type of football on it so look it was tough going but I, I genuinely believe that the leagues were quite good but not because the standard was good more that everybody's I think everybody's standard has dropped so far this year and whether that's down to the new new format or what I don't know or maybe I'm just being harsh I'm not sure what your opinions on it are
2: yeah I, I think so I think the the standard there's a lot of chopping and change and there's still that whole use the league is experimentation kind of thing um, and then obviously just because the time of year it is the weather always plays a, a massive part especially late February early March and uh, so you just you, you know you nearly have to allow it for it but because of the competitiveness of it uh, it's always enjoyable, you know, and it's always entertaining and there's loads of talking points every single week. The only thing is is that it takes ages before you really get a proper standing of where every team is at because you can have some dire performances like Drone did at the start of the season and they picked up steam or the opposite way around, you get off to a good start because maybe your conditioning was so good, like, say, Arma, and then, you know, the, the, their actual problems came to the forefront a little bit on uh, in the season. But uh, I think now that it's done, we, we, we have a fair understanding about who, who the contenders are this year.
0: Yeah, I don't know, Niall, I am kind of torn on that one, like Lee was saying. um, Sometimes you would have on. is it by design that they started the poorly and finished well, or do they start well on purpose so they can taper off? And I'm kind of torn between believing that that was all a plan by them and that... Some of it's just a bit of luck that they catch teams on certain days. Um, like Lee mentioned, Armadair, I genuinely believe they're going back planning for championship, scratching their heads to which way to go at it. Um, I don't know. Like there's a few teams like that. Like I know, I, I'd be imagining Kerry would be the same. No, I, I don't think they had aspirations to win the league. Obviously, if they won it, they would have been delighted or got to a final, but. I think whatever I think whatever Jack thought he knew going into league, I think he's probably scrapped that and he's at a position now going we'll see how the next few weeks are before I start deciding teams. I think that's a I think there's a lot of teams, bar probably Mayo and Galway, that are probably in a position after League on we actually know our best fifteen here.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do think um the fact that the the championship is starting next weekend, I do think that kind of devalued the, the league finals definitely because it was just I don't know, it was just something of a just made it feel a little bit strange like when you're out the, the next week um, in the championship but um, and I was actually reading last week, I was reading a piece where someone was saying, um, you know like GA is the only sport and the the uh, National League is, is one of the only league in the world where there actually is a final, you know so it could be something where it is just um decided you know by a table and not um an actual a league final wh- when we have such a condensed season because they weren't um you know in fairness we still had um we still had good occasions at the weekend so um that's maybe a point for another day but um yeah uh
0: would would you not uh the champions league no not yeah
1: The well, champions it's just a name See, that's more of a club competition, isn't it? Yeah, I what...
0: Look, I do not... Uh, yeah, I actually... <laughs> I just wanted to throw a spanner in the works there because you had a great point there. I was not going to ruin it now, but... Uh, no, I think the lads were on the on the Sunday game. They did mention, like... I like the idea of a league final because... It gives you a chance to play in a final in Crow Park and a chance to win silver in Crow Park and there's just not enough opportunities, so... Let's say, for example, you take away the league final and you're from a county outside of Leinster, the chances, bar a few, the chances of getting to a final in Crow Park are very slim. So, like, whereas Division 4, 3, like you look at Sligo got a chance now, the weekend, Cavan um, have done it a couple of times on the last couple of years. Um, so, yeah, I like the idea of a league final. I can understand it's a bit funny that a team can finish... Copy league by four points, or whatever it is, and still, still get beaten in the final. But I like the idea of a league final. I think the more days you get to play in Crow Park, um, the better. But yeah, like it was definitely weird knowing that Mayo's they're in the final this weekend, but next weekend's a bigger game, even though it's yeah. a first round or something. But in fairness, him, like we'll, we'll start with the Division One final, they started unbelievably. I was there looking at it going, jeez, God, we aren't going to be able to stick with him at all. Um, and in fairness to McStay and McStay Ball, um, he's been brilliant. But I just think the momentum they've they've built up to this point, I just think they're going to be bouncing going in against Rosscommon next week. And even the camera shot to a few of the boys after the game. That medal meant a lot to them. That win medal meant a lot You even see Aidan Shea, it was like a relief. Winning in Crook Park even gave the, the ground a bit of a thump in there one stage after the whistle, like, and we'll talk about it a bit later, he a good game. Um, but for the likes of a lot of their players, the likes of Aidan Shea, especially maybe, had a very good league. They put in massive performances and then they beat one of their rivals who they could potentially be playing the next couple of weeks. I just think... Uh, Fair play to them. like I think you had your league and one of your stories during the week. Um you'll probably tell me which one it was, because no, 'cause I'm forgetting. Fortune favors are brave and they've been brave throughout the whole league and they're brave by going all out for the final and they got the rewards. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Um I think Kevin yeah, McStay said after the game that they showed they've been very good for the league and the league's been very good to them, you know, and it sort of worked both ways and they were very good for the league in that, you know, they try to play their best team pretty much every single game. You know, they didn't really sacrifice anything. They do have a huge game next week. It would have been really easy to experiment and and be careful with players and stuff, but they they went strong and they they showed serious, serious intent. They definitely wanted to win. Um, The other point is that, like, there is only two national titles you can win, you know, the All-Ireland and and the league, and they've already got one of them in the bag. Um, Like, what what better way do you want to be going into a championship season, but with a medal already in your pocket, knowing that you've got one over on your rivals that you're about to play, and again, other rivals that you'll definitely maybe meet uh, later on in the season. It's it's all just win-win-win. Now, if Aidan O'Shea and Ryan O'Donoghue and all ran into each other, both came off injured, we'd be saying something completely different. So there is a little bit of, not luck, because you know uh, that's down to their conditioning and all the rest of it. But it can so easily happen, as it did in, in the Division 2 final, uh, when injuries Happen and then you're sort of like well where did you go for the league so far and then we're saying like bigger picture guys you got to think bigger picture but they took the risk and it it paid off in the end
0: yeah and I just think like watching Mayo I actually don't think they know how to play any other way to be honest I think they have to go all out and even watching some of the lads there the weekend who like Paddy Durkin came back a bit later looked very fresh like every opportunity he's bombing on Dermot O'Connor I know played um Midfield, I don't want league. A couple of league, couple of seasons ago, he played midfield, and when the championship came, they moved him back to wing forward, and he wasn't the same. But he was he was very good again yesterday, night, running around the place. He throws himself around, like he had a couple of big blocks as well in the first half. Um, but the, they seem to be getting the best out of quite a number of players um, this year, more so than the other couple, last couple of seasons where you was the same one or two. I think they have. Five or six lads who are consistently given very strong performances. And then the support cast aren't far behind their level either, which is probably something that they've been missing the last couple of years, that they would have had maybe four or five very strong players. Two or three performed, two or three didn't. And then the support cast were maybe not quite at the level, but they seem to have brought it on this year. Some of the scores they kicked in the first half, especially the first 15 minutes were outstanding. No, they still have to sharpen up a, a good bit if they want to kick on with Northern Ireland. But the positives, Nile, uh, for Mayo are far away the negatives.
1: Yeah, it was kind of a case, like in many of the games Mayo played this year, where they just had the damage done early on. And, you know, they could kind of. They might have been. You know, they, they did fade a small bit for a finish. But, you know, you always felt that they just had enough done. And. That's the way it's been a, a long way tr- through this, the whole way through this league campaign. Um, Really, like it might, at times, maybe yesterday, it might have been a bit more defensive than it was. And we didn't kind of see Aidan O'Shea, like in that kind of full forward role, throwing balls and breaking balls out to lads. But I'd say it was because Mayo had the, uh, do you know, they were leading by five points after what? 10 or 15 minutes, six points to one. So they kind of had that buffer, they were kind of able to sit on the lead a small bit. And, you know, it was up to Galway at that stage to, you know, Galway had to do, had to play, play the football at that stage. And they weren't, they weren't playing well in the first 15 minutes. Geez, It was a complete systems failure from Galway. There was one stage. It was Peter Cook at the ball or Conroy at the ball between the two of them. They just hand passed the ball straight over each other's head. And, T- Tierney lost the ball, Finerty lost the ball in contact. They were just completely at sea. Mayo were a lot more kind of intense in the... They were winning the breaks, and Galway were just completely out of it and didn't really seem to know what they were doing. Um, And, you know, they are, they are a patient team in general, but they just didn't... There was no real... um. Kind of, you just didn't see them breaking through Mayo, and Mayo on the other hand were were the complete opposite, like running with real intensity straight down the middle, um. And yeah, I suppose Paddy Durkin summed it up with with the point he kicked, and Jeremy O'Connor, as you mentioned, Darren. I'm a huge fan of his, as you all know. But um, he's them two blocks, and you know, just a complete warrior and set the tone for for Mayo definitely.
0: Yeah, you you were you're wrong, but you mentioned Aidan there and uh, we didn't really see him in top of the square too often, but. I was actually delighted to see Matthew winning freeze. He, for a big man, he never gets given freeze, but he definitely won three or four frees that were tapped over the bar yesterday. He was involved in a lot of every, Most of what they did that was good. I, I would have put him in the nominations for man in the match yesterday. Um,
1: like, a few lucky frees oh. now, to be fair. Oh, Jesus, you're never happy, are you?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Best I don't honest. know.
0: That's, like to be honest, another player, another player gets him straight away. It's only that he's so big, and it's yeah. probably not knocking him as much. I think anyway. It was the same. Like, there was a period when Donny was inside, and you could have felt his all over because he was bigger and stronger. You wouldn't get it. But I genuinely felt most of him Like a few of me actually got the ball away, and the ref brought it back for free. And I just thought yeah. he is getting fouled. Like um, yeah, so. But, um, yeah, like Galway, like the other part of this for Lee, Mayo will go into the Connacht Championship having beaten Common, and having played Galway twice and drawing with him the first day out and beating him second day. So confidence-wise, they'll be in a good place. Obviously, silver and top But Galway are going into the Connacht Championship off the back of the feed, no problem. But they're after losing three finals in a row now in Crow Park. And that does start to mayo probably Mm. the best example of that it does start to play on your mind and the next time they get there if it's another final that will be stuck there as well and niall mentioned it like there was a bit of a malfunction by galway in the first 20 minutes it took him a while to get going um it's hard to understand why yeah, um, well to be honest, if it was the other way around I would have said ah they're minding themselves their eyes on the yeah. next week. But it was just strange or maybe it was just because Mayo were so good in the first twenty minutes, but
2: Yeah. Uh, well Pod, they asked Podge Choice these questions after the match and um he did say, Yeah, elephant in the room, that's like our third final, crew park lost, not where we want to be. It's it's um it's probably something he said beforehand, you know, let's let's get this done now. And it's why the league is a league final, maybe another reason why it's a plus is that it gives you them opportunities to, to get them monkeys off your back early on in the season and then it's not as important later on uh, in the year or it's just not a thing, at least. Um, But he also did make the point that he thought that they're maybe three weeks behind Mayo in terms of, I know you hit the word peaking, but in the sense that like Mayo have a championship game don't, next weekend. don't, don't That's what
0: don't. he said. We're, I'm not, just quoting we're, not finished, <laughs> we're not finishing the league um <laughs> podcast on peaking. That's uh, Well, peaking. that's what he said. He peaking that, yeah. is the new buzzword with yeah. the split season. Peaking.
2: But well, if you if you're a week before championship, are you training different than a team three weeks out from championship?
0: We are slightly, because you're not in the weekend again. But like the work is done, like. Yeah. Why are they are doing this? Fine chance. It's not that like you're doing fitness work.
2: Well, I think his point was that they've got more time to at least crack some things and uh well, jo- work Joyce on them. isn't
0: here. Play. Joyce isn't here, so I'm going looking for answers after you. <laughs> oh, right. yeah, I, I don't know I just think like I, I just see I the boys run about the Sunday game last night they're on about peaking and I know the season's different this year mm-hmm. but there's not that many games no I know like, do you know I just don't understand it to be honest and I just think you're running a risk I like I think Kerry did it last year they hit the ground running and kept going yeah. I think that's what Mayor do yeah, I think so as well.
2: And then he I mentioned that Mayo were back earlier than them this year. I don't know if that just because they went out of the championship were, last year, so they were probably were. Um, weeks, yeah. Um. But like, maybe just defending his own team, and he doesn't even believe sort uh, yeah, of the words he's I, saying. You know, you gotta nearly say something. But uh, they do have three weeks out, and there's different factors as well. Like, I mean, I look at like Shane Walsh. You know, he was he was like the Shane Walsh of old. Uh, you know, and obviously all our finalists last like our lasting memory of him, you know, against Kerry, just how unbelievable he was and how clinical he was. You know, he he was almost robotic in the way he was able to score. But uh, before that, you know, there was a lot of criticism going into that final that he was in and out of games. He would do these unbelievable things and then he would maybe do something a bit silly with the ball or you're wondering, well, why is he in this position now? You know, and it didn't really make sense to us. And he looked sort of like that, and Walsh again, but you got to give him some benefit of the doubt as well that he's had a really, really long season, went off on holiday, missed the start of the league. So he actually is a little bit behind in terms of, Definitely not his fitness, because he's one of the fittest lads probably in the game. But like, you know, what it's like when you when you when you miss that sort of block of training and and you're not involved in the matches, getting match fit in terms of sharpness, like you judge the bounce wrong, like and, and distances and just just silly things is always like an inch off here and there. His free kick taking wasn't as clinical as you'd expect from him. I know we're going to go into this. They talked about it in the Sunday game about this whole left foot right foot business. You know, it's amazing that he can swing them over. We both we all know he can do it, but when the ball's right in between and, you know, it's stationed, you know, for a straight kick and you've just scored one with your right, more or less, same distance, whatever, and then you're going to take the next one with your left and you miss it. Do you know, it's his teammates not going to be saying to him, look, you know, that's great, Neverheim, but we really want to win this game Could you not just, you're a right-footed lad. That's just the way it is. Take
0: it with your right foot. Yeah, like, uh, I think is laughing at you there because he's there <laughs> going... Look at lead a free taker. Oh, yeah. But no. uh <laughs> shame at the free takers. That's the, you, you can't shout no, at them it is, that one. <laughs> it, is, it is one of them ones that you'll be there looking at it. And in fairness, um Canavan was on the Sunday game and Tubberty, two very good free takers. And like he is ridiculous off the left and the right. And you'll be looking at him off his right from a free, you you'd freeze, you probably go, he get nine out of ten. Maybe ten out of ten. And off the left, he'd probably get Seven or eight, which is still a massive return. But you, you kind of want to lean to your. I know he said they're probably equally as good, but there's always one slightly better, and I think with Shane, it probably the right is slightly better. he made a good point that when you watch on TV, sometimes you don't know about the wind, and you know you line up, and the wind might be going slightly across, so you go go with the left or the right. But yeah, it is. A, I thought it was a stranger now because I think he left three behind. He have three behind that he. Yeah. more or less central with the left Um but look you're right he had a long year last year with Crooks and I, I mentioned it last year going from county level down to whatever club level you're at and even though he had a long year the club level is a good bit below county level he was laid back after holiday so he's only building up his fitness Um some of the score he got two points that he can play um, like the first one was just a brilliant score he was more or less standing couple of steps and 40 yards it's just it looks effortless but the second score like he carried 60 70 yards at yeah. full pace nile and just chopped onto the right but for 35 40 yards and good bit to good bit left in it i was just going you, you give you give a fella 10 balls and you ask him to do that with no marking him if he gets one or two he's doing all right yeah, um, so, no, I uh, was. He's yeah. he a classic. Now, obviously, but, we'd be on about, you know, was he in the game enough and stuff? But they actually, we, we talked about their strength and depth. They, now, they, they shouldn't need him in the game all the time as well. Like Finnerty's been very good. Obviously, Heaney he got taken on. We'll talk about that a bit later. Um, Finerty, Tierney, Comer was on early, obviously. Um, so, they have enough fellas around the place. But I suppose, there a bit of an argument. Do you really need him? Around the middle, but.
1: No. Um, I, especially I don't think thing. you do. I, I think they have him too far out the field and he's kind of, they have him like out in the middle of the field and he's kind of strolling around and the other Gala players are going forward with the ball and they're kind of looking around for Walsh because like he is the man they look for and he's just, he's just kind of strolling around and they don't, that just saps the whole thing and takes the whole energy out of it. And, like, that day he was unbelievable in the All-Ireland. Um, He was closer to goals. And when he was getting the ball, like, it was, you know, he just had to beat Tom O'Sullivan on the turn. And he had a, do you know, he had a chance of a point. But here, like, that um, that point was unbelievable, picking it up near his own half-back line. But, like, that's not go- that'll only happen once in a blue moon, like, do you know, that you're going to get, create a, a chance and get a point from like that but he's kind of I don't know like he's getting the ball and he's kind of like just running a bit doing a little dummy but giving it straight back to where it came from and it's just I don't know and Lee, Lee made a, a good point in that it was um like we were that was the way it was last year like in the Derry game and in the Armagh game where you were kind of like you know Shane Walsh isn't really in this game and as I was watching it yesterday, it actually kinda of reminded me a bit of the way Brazil play it with Neymar, where everyone is looking for him to get the ball. And then when he gets it, he kinda of just like the whole like there's too you're waiting too long to give it and everyone knows it's coming to him. So like there's too many people around him then for him to actually make a difference. Like he's not getting a good pass where he's like like on a break and he's breaking through and he's you know, there's a chance there. It's just kinda of like do you know, here's the ball, make something happen. It's never like, do you know, he, he's not getting an inviting sort of a pass to, to set something up for him. So, I don't know, I think it's, they need to get him close yeah. to goals anyway.
0: Yeah, and like that, I suppose the two points he got, as outrageous as they were, they're not going to win a game on outrageous scores, to be honest. You're, like, they're great. Um, I always find when a fella goes further out the middle, because I've done it myself, and I definitely did it as I got older, you go up the middle because you don't get marked as tightly and you get a bit more time but like my thinking is if 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 I'm up against Shane Walsh and he's inside the 30 yard line not only am I sticking to him but two or three other lads are going to be drawn to him which is going to open up so many different spaces for the already talented forward line they have the Tierneys the Finerties um, Heaney Comer the space he'd be creating for them inside will be frightening and i just find that he's getting the ball and he probably likes playmaking a bit as well and he's probably very good at it but if if i see shane walsh going out the field he flood the defense back you know he can't score from far, 40, 40, but he's not going to get 10 of them. he's not going to get 10 points from mm. out there and then it just slows it down
2: La- last year I, I interviewed shane walsh after the all Ireland final a couple of weeks after I know all anyone cared about, though, was his transfer to Kilmockock Crooks at that stage. But we did get talking about football for a little bit. And he mentioned that, like, that whole him and Comer switching sort of being the main man as part of the game plan. And if you actually watched the game yesterday, there was maybe two, maybe three balls attempted into Comer and they were cut out before, like they were poor balls in. And But if them 3 had been successful and the Comer gets success that they were obviously relying on, which Shane's doing maybe more work outside the field, taking attention away from him, then we'd be talking about, you know, what a success it was. And maybe that's just the, where the failure was, is like actually the ball into Comer, because Comer was fuming nearly that whole game. You could always see, every time the camera zoomed up, he was yelling at whoever was uh, kicking the ball in. It obviously wasn't the one that he wanted. And then the time that it did land, you know, perfectly in his chest and he turned the man. Uh, it was just a brilliant save by Reap in the end. Um so it, you know, it, it, it just smaller details could have changed that. And we would have been talking about Shane Walsh's and Comer's role just slightly different.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And to be fair, on another day, Comer probably goes away at one 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 or one, one yeah. two. Easy. Yeah. He was very unlucky with a shot off the post. He caught a mark. A very good cut a good mark and I think he put it wide and obviously the one there, Reap made a great save. And we're gonna come on to Column Reap, he um he was brilliant yesterday. He made know, three or four excellent saves. His free taking was very good. He comes across as a very laid back guy, and actually enjoyed his interview. After he seemed to be enjoying it, and there was no, um, do you know, like he just seemed to be he, natural enough. There was no yeah, kind of cliche answer. Like, yeah. No, and it was it was kind of refreshing to see him. He seemed to be enjoying it. He was smiling away, which is great because I know sometimes after you are like going, I don't know why, but you would be. Pretend like you're not enjoying this, you're after winning a final. But no, he was it was actually quite refreshing. But and it's a big but he was he was a lucky boy. Um you'd see some arguments on Twitter, and Twitter isn't the place to be getting opinions because we all know who who lives on Twitter. Um all the weirdos. But um
1: if I that was off the field,
0: he, he, <laughs> what are you laughing at? I no, talk- <laughs> no, I blocked him. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if that's out the field he's gone
1: yeah
0: if you clatter I don't, think fell, so. I don't oh, think if so. you if you clatter fell like that after he's kicked the ball you're gone
1: but well, like your man ran into him Johnny Heaney ran into him but he's like what is Colin Reep supposed to do hold on he no. actually he didn't Go. move his leg or he didn't he didn't like he didn't okay. do anything to to like hurt to to cause this big impact he just stood his ground and Johnny Heaney it, like oh he's God. going at unreal pace and it was real brave from Johnny Heaney and it would have been an unbelievable goal but I wouldn't blame Colin Reap there
0: I don't well, think it was right. it's, it's it. a goal it's kind of what you'd expect him to do but if if Colm Reap had won the ball and Heaney plowed into him would you be saying that would you be saying that Heaney Reap ran into him mm-hmm.
1: I just think it was a yellow card. I don't think it, he was late, but mm. I don't think there was any intent, and uh, I think he was just doing. doing I, I thought it, it I was maybe
2: a black a black card though, because like I I thought he did not stick a leg. I just ever so slightly. Yeah,
0: and I I, think, mean? I don't think no. I don't think it was I mean, one of them intentional yeah. ones. I actually think that yeah. your, your body just reacts and you just throw it out. I don't yeah. know, um, but he was lucky. Look, I think another referee. That's the bother as well. I think another referee sees it differently, and I think that's probably why we we're able to do, to debate it. Because yeah. that happens in the championship next week, we could see a different outcome. Uh, and obviously, he went on to have an absolutely brilliant game. Like we said, the saves he made were brilliant. Kicked some very good scores. I think he kicked one in the second half. His run up is like two steps, and just yeah. lovely
1: little ping. Yeah, the is he, yeah, incredible. He's, um, he's unbelievable, lads. He's some addition to Mayo. Because he's, you know, he's just, I'd say if you're in the Mayo backline, you're just like, if any ball goes in there, Colin Reap is, and he showed it when he did Johnny Heaney, he's going to clean someone out of it. like. And, you know, are you, are you going count. back
0: on what you said there, you said there was no intention. And now you're saying when the ball goes out of the top, you
1: know, Reap will come
0: out, yeah. he'll clean him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, he cleaned him but i don't think that one was a was the a bad i think he did it in a in a in a good way in that it was there was no intent to it but, um, yeah. but look it
0: no, love either either way look i think Do you know what i i agree with you i i think the yellow card uh, probably probably meant it was one of them ones that you're both going for it. one of ye... It's going to get there first, and mm-hmm. if you get there first, you're getting clattered. Mm-hmm. And the bottom were brave to go for it, and he was just—he was fresh it.
2: Is the argument too? Because this is where, like, there's so many grey areas with it. Because he actually did get a shot away technically. I know it went wide. Then he isn't stopping a goal-scoring opportunity, as in the keeper. Do you know, so it couldn't have been a red because he did get the shot away. So I got to have stopped. Do you know, even mm-hmm. if he went in, like, my point, And there was two male defenders behind anyway. If you want to do the whole positional thing, but. Does that make sense, or am I? Yeah,
0: I
1: yeah. will give it to you. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> I, I know, <laughs> appreciate. I,
0: I, I, I'm just going <laughs> to agree as well because I don't know where else to go with it. But ah, look, I do think he got the shot off. Um, didn't go in; and went wide anyway But I just think the late challenge then it's yellow card.
1: Geez, yeah. um, it was I a sore you. one for Heaney to be fair. Geez, oh, I say he felt got a fun. nasty old dead leg. Like
2: was was it his leg? Cause he, I thought he was holding his stomach. I thought he got a dead leg in like, his hip. Yeah. Leg.
1: Yeah, I'm not know. sure now. I
2: fell for
0: him, sure. him anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he would like he was as big a loss, having to come off that time, as John C. If, if Reap had been sent off, would have been a big blow to Mayo and a bit, yeah. big boost for Galway. But losing Heaney, who's been excellent throughout the league, I know you're bringing on Comer, but I think they were bringing Comer on earlier than they would have wanted. Um, yeah. Obviously, they didn't want to be bringing him on after 20-odd minutes, whatever it was. Um, but all in all, I just think... It was, a, it was a good final. I think the standard was, it was good at times, but I think Mayo will, I think they got, did they only score four from play? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know, as well as they played, there's still a lot of question marks there. Um, They need to, they need to be able to close out game, not close them out, but there's still too many periods in the game, long periods in the game, where they don't score. Yeah. And they need to get cuter where they had attacks and then it's about you win a handy free you tip it over it just gets the clock ticking away it gets the scoreboard ticking away so there's still a lot for them to work on because against another opposition or maybe Galway Galway wore a small bit off yesterday obviously they didn't play for the first 20 minutes and they brought him back to a point and I thought you know what the momentum's with them here now but they just couldn't kick it on again but Look, I think um all in all I think Division One may have worked by by far the better team, best team yeah. throughout the league. Um and not kicking on too much into it. I I like even going in, it's very hard to bet against them at the moment. Yeah. Like any team they're playing, I don't like I they wouldn't care who they're playing at the moment, I'd be there going i would find it hard to go against him. I know that can change. Next week, they might get beaten by Roscommon or they might scrape through it and we've gone, ah, championships and a different team. But, what they're doing up to now has been very impressive. 100%.
2: The thing about the league is that, like, uh, there's no false dawns really in, in when it's done, you know, and you've seen everything. they played everything all of the base teams and you know the way the league looks is actually the standings of the the standard of the teams. You know by the end of it, it's not like you know if you go through maybe you get a handy route in a, in a provincial championship. Like some teams only have to play one game and they're in a final, pull off the final, and suddenly you've had the best season ever. But like with the with the league campaign uh, that Mayo have had, you know there, there's sort of no hiding in the league, and and it, and it kind of brings out uh, all of your weaknesses and all of your strengths. It brings it all out to the forefront, and Mayo definitely the most uh, successful. That and that's pretty transparent to see.
0: Yeah, like, in, um, I suppose coming away from Division 1 final, you kind of got what you expected off both of them. Maybe bits to work on, but going on to the Division 2 final, probably leaving the Division 2 final with even more questions about both teams than you had going into it. Uh, obviously Derry were down a few bodies um, big bodies going into it and obviously losing glass um, in the second half, but I'm trying to think of where it's not, but maybe it is discipline and defence, um, to see them concede so many goals and could have been double the amount of goals they conceded was a big surprise, but at the same time take the goals out of Dublin you, you, you can't really take the goal, but the mo- 10 scores just isn't enough Dublin's Dublin's shooting accuracy has dropped so far below... Not what you'd expect of their, them at their peak, because them at their peak was freakish stuff. But what you'd expect of a top team, Dublin are way below it. Um, their amount of... I hate... Like I put up on Twitter yesterday about stats. I'm not big into stats, but uh the amount of times they give the ball away needlessly is so unusual for them as well. So they got a good win. They won by a couple of points against a Derry team that I think just, um, is collapse too strong a word? Did they collapse?
1: No, they they definitely did collapse. A hundred percent. I think it goes to show this game that Derry, when, um, do you know, they are a little bit thin on the ground like when it comes to if one or two lads are injured, like it was yesterday, Chrissy McKeague and... um, McAvoy, obviously, huge losses in the full back line, key men there. But once glass went the whole thing, just completely went to pot. Um Cassidy had to go out to midfield then and it kind of just opened the whole thing up. Ethan Doherty was kind of playing um a little bit more defensively, and it was just uh, the the whole system was kinda all over the shop. Um yesterday. So so the you know, I suppose maybe that is the the thing about Derry, that they are a little bit kind of rigid and that is their way of doing it. And if it's if it doesn't work for them, it can, you know, we've never seen it kind of blow up like it did yesterday when Dublin could have had seven or eight goals. But um, it, it's kind of a maybe a, a fine, fine line with Derry. Like when they get the lads back, they might be able to, you know, Go back to where they were, but it was just um, it did yesterday did ex- expose them a bit, and uh definitely what, what you're talking about with Dublin, Darren. Uh, it, it's a different; they're they're just a completely different team now to to what they were like, and obviously, obviously, it's complete. It is there's different faces, but does they're more exciting to watch anyway? I'd,
0: yeah, maybe. but they're definitely? I wouldn't say definitely. Uh, more exciting, unpredictable is probably the word I'd use. Um. But look, they they have found a few, a few players like um I don't know what he Paul Galvin was on something recently and he was saying that he thought they were building a very um deep squad. And yeah, they're using a lot of players and there's a lot of newer players around the place, which is normal, but I just think they're like we said, inconsistent. Like O'Gara looks like a bit of a find, but he is very inconsistent and he's as likely to get caught on the ball as he is to do something good with it, you know. So he came away 1-1 yesterday, he did a good game and stuff, but there's a lot of them, obviously they're very good players, but because they're new to them, they haven't found that consistency and they just don't have that chemistry or that understanding of each other yet. So, um, Nile, you say exciting, I say um, unpredictable, um, inconsistent, but... Yeah, I think there's a lot of question marks still about Dublin. Um, yeah. We'll we'll go through the game a bit more in but I just think look, we're on about the championship being open, but I think it it's all the standards dropped by a lot of teams up to now, and I just think that's going to open the door to so many more teams to think, do you know what? There's no reason why we can't win it. But I like the six or seven of them, but like Dublin were they were Dublin were the exact same as they were throughout the league stuttering along and then when obviously the goals went in then they started to create a bit more but uh, and uh obviously Connell Callan probably had a little look around went I'm going to have a field day here and all of a sudden he was just demanding ball and it was a case of get the ball turn my man and go at him and he's one of the best in the business in fairness at doing that Um there was comments that the penalty was a bit harsh I, I thought it was a blatant penalty I didn't think there was any question marks about it No I, I
2: thought it was a penalty in fairness uh, probably the first goal maybe the. It was square ball. So the
0: thing was square ball, yeah. Yeah,
2: so there may be unlucky in that sense, especially because it did shift the momentum and everything. Um, but like it, it did just sort of look like it was going that way. And it
0: was but, a drop shot.
2: Yeah, it was. Oh I'll definitely be getting into that. Um because we're you know we've been saying it all year. Like I've no idea why you've got a player like Conan Callahan and then you already mentioned Kylian O'Gara who's a good ball winner for sure. Um like you've got players like that on the inside. And you just won't feed them like it doesn't make any sense, you know. At least as an option, we're not saying do it every time, but they just do it so little if at all. Um, and then it, it came to fruition that time because Fenton dropped. up. Uh, he was going for a point and it dropped short, and uh, they were two uh, two players waiting there, and they got a goal off the back of it. And that's what I meant earlier, even when we were saying that like, fortune favors the brave. Like he Fenton has that ability to make that pass. You know, he it doesn't it doesn't need to be dropped short because Um, it's something they could do, and they would really open doubling up, and then they'd have a lot more versatility to their game. But uh, I did, I'm nearly going against my own point because I was saying how the league sort of, you can't really lie in the league, you know, you, you get a far better understanding with teams in name than you would nearly in the provincial championships. But I am still nearly at a loss with Dublin and how good they are and how good they aren't and weaknesses and strengths. It looks like players don't have definitive roles yet. Like, that was making the point that Derry are nearly too well-drilled, too definite, too perfectionist when it comes to the rules and that when one's missing because of an injury or something changes, the whole system nearly falls apart, you know, and it has to be perfect. Uh, Dublin look nearly the opposite in that, like, I'm not sure, you know, is Paul Mania going to be starting come Championship time? Uh, these players that are getting uh, sort of bled in with game time at the minute, is the plan that they come up with something so that they can come on as impact subs or are they trying to make them starters? Like, what, where are they going with it? I,
0: I don't know. Sure, Look, we saw a Jack against Cork, McCaffrey and... I haven't heard anything since. Yeah. I'm presuming it, it's a muscle injury or something. I'm presuming it's an injury. Yeah. Um, but like, he was a guy who would have needed a bit of football as well. I know he's been playing with the club, but there's a big step up. And people will say, ah, they have no All games right. up to this point, but it is fine to get your games against, let's say, weaker opposition in Le- in Leinster, but it's a different ball game playing against one of the better teams um, where the forwards move that bit more differently differently, they think differently. Um yeah, look it's like obviously when you put when you put the names on paper like oh, Wow, brilliant. The back, like I think the, someone was saying, oh, the band is back together. But paper doesn't mean anything anymore. Like which it never did. Um, but the players are out for a while. Um you know Hannon was very good in goal yesterday. Um I was worried he'd make a mistake yesterday and, you know, you wouldn't want to see that happening, but he did really well, so it's going to be, that's another, there's another issue coming there, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, like, oh, well, maybe there is, maybe there isn't, but, um, yeah, I don't know.
1: That, that kind of adds the... to the unpredictable team, doesn't it, like, it's just, yeah. it is a, kind of a little bit scattergun at the minute, and definitely David O'Hanlon, he has not put a foot wrong since he got no, his he, chance at the start of the league. He, he has he, been I absolutely excellent. Yeah, I yeah. thought he was
0: brilliant. Um, like that, he came in as understudy to Cumberford, and he's come in. And what you want from a boy is to take his chance. And like, if I'm Comerford, come back from injury, I'm going, like, oh, "Geez, hurry up and get back!" Because if this fella keeps building confidence, it's gonna be very hard to get him out. Like, um, 100% the other thing is, that we're not brilliant. gonna talk about it because it's a regular thing. It's that just three changes again for the league. Like every time Dublin name a team, like that's not the team that's going to start yeah and it, it's so annoying like but that's what I mean like when you
2: don't know where they're at or what, what the plan yeah. is like, you but know. the
0: other thing is I actually missed the first minute or two and when it came when I sat down I had spent another five minutes trying to flick through Twitter to see what the changes were and who was on who and who oh it was a nightmare mm. you wouldn't um, have predicted no.
1: that Kenny would have been the
0: man dropped there no no um, no I don't think he was playing great and it was a case of do you know what he rotates him but like he came on and he was straight in the tick of it and I was saying offline off um, the first point obviously was badly needed but I was there at one stage going go for goal go for goal go for goal but he put it over the bar um, I think it was on the other side maybe the right footer probably not Kieran Kilkenny he's he's safe enough he, he likes the old fisted point but I was thinking if it was a Costello, now he could be easily going for goal there like
1: yeah, he would have drilled it. Yeah.
0: yeah. But, um, yeah, like that, um, like Dean Rock coming off, um, would have been interesting how he would have gone on yesterday. Um, but obviously, look, the two boys inside did really well, Con and O'Gara, and they have energy, they have legs, and we're almost putting the ball in. I had a conversation with a fella, he's involved with a club team down here, and I thought, geez, you have a fella that full, goes in full forward. Why won't you kick it into me? He goes ah, the boys, they, they won't kick it. And I was like, well, no. He goes, ah, they're just not confident enough to kick it. Kick it in. And I was like, but sure if you lose it, you're 120 yards from your own goal. Who cares? Like, you're set up. And he goes, look, they just won't. Like. And he, I said, but they have no problem taking shots and dropping it short. So it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, And that's all uh, Fenton's team was. It was a misjudged shot. Like, but you two boys inside there that can win ball and have legs to be going left and right, left and right. I yeah. do think that if they can build on the it, likes of Dean Rock, who has been burning for Dublin, might struggle, he might be an impact sub from this year, come on the last couple of minutes, maybe to finish off games, go on freezing up and Mannion, another guy, but he does a lot of what we were talking about Shane Walsh was doing yesterday, he comes out around the middle now mm-hmm. and he kind of glides around the place he creates, he plays, he's not stuck inside, like I often find, like of Mannion now being out there for a while, if you're inside the 30 yard line where we would want him as a sharpshooter. That's where you're getting all the rooting and the tearing and the pulling and the dragging. It's a lot easier to come out where the defender gives you a couple of yards because he knows you're not going to win the game from out there, whereas you could have him destroyed inside 30 yards. That's where they're pulling and dragging and pinching and all the other racket. Um, so I actually think a lot of the players are coming out because they're going, oh, I couldn't be putting up with that for the whole game. So <laughs> It's um, the easier like option, that. isn't it? It is. Genuine, and as you get older, because... <laughs> I, I know it myself, the older I got, the further back I was taking I was nearly taking the hand pass off the cornerbacks last year because it was easy. Um but yeah, um I don't know, I just think there's big question marks about Derry if they get a couple of injuries. Obviously Conor Glass going off the hamstring. Yeah, yeah hamstring's a, a tricky one. And he kicked this he kicked the point in the first half, um one the first two or three points of the game, and it was an absolute beaut. Mm-hmm um it was a brilliant score um but it there big worries i like, can pe- people, people say ah oh, it was only one game but a couple of players down when your when your squad is uh weak no they have a they have a player rejoining the panel now the name is gone for me one of these bone C- me C- out. C- here
2: C- mcfall is
0: coming back McFaul, yeah yeah he's yeah
2: been in America with Cotton legal reasons when I go into it, but uh, he's back now. He hasn't hasn't played football in a year, as far as I can know. But, like who knows what training he's able to do and stuff. But that's not going to be listen. What a footballer! Uh, anyone who, who's read my articles know. Like I love him. I must have <laughs> it must have been a point where they thought I was obsessed with him during Glenn's first uh, campaign, hitting to the Ulster Championship, and because he was just phenomenal. And um, he left the panel last year after the Galway game, a bit similar to this, they, they had a good league campaign, but in the last game of the season, they sort of collapsed. Um, he left after that, and then the team sort of like, going into the Ulster Championship, there was a lot of question marks over there, even though they had a fairly successful league campaign, and they sort of used that siege mentality, and they came out kicking, but that's a, that's a high standard to try to get up to. You know, Ulster Championship is what you're being thrust into. Like, have you ever heard anyone able to do that before, or someone coming back from that kind of layoff, and like it'll be a big, big ask, even even as an impact. So no.
0: Yeah. See, it's hard to know fitness wise what fellas are at. Um. You know, even you can be training all the time, and then just the twisting and turning. If you if you haven't been, I don't know how he's been playing with the club. I'm presuming he, was he playing? No, with the club no, in he's been, he's been no? in
2: America the whole year. Yeah, he's just home. Like last week.
0: Oh. Yeah. It's the twisting and turning like you, you could be back there you could be doing sprints all day long and long runs and short runs and all that but the twisting and turning it's it's hard on the body um no matter what age you are yeah. um and it's high intensity and then you might be able for a hard session and then the next one is when you tweak your muscle because your body's not used to trying to recover quick enough so look i think look, the more quality bodies they can bring into the panel the better uh, they definitely need extra help up in the forwards, a bit more scores um, but that, that I think that was the team of the weekend, wasn't great scoring, um, there was long spells in all the games where there wasn't much, many scores so look um, it wasn't, Sender was poor in the game, I think there was probably coming away from that game with more questions than answers but they both got what they wanted out of the division they're both promoted and um, like that if you asked me to pick the Dublin team or the Dublin team going for Lent, I couldn't couldn't even get closer to be honest yeah. um, I don't know if it could Desi either like Derry to be fair you could pick it but it's only because it's fairly predictable once they're all fit um, but yeah it'll be interesting and look Division 3 Cavan um, and Fermanagh Cavan um, he had another trip to Croke Park another bit of silverware um, was a really um, hard watch um, yes, it was. yeah wow. it's just the, our, we won't spend too long giving out about it because look the conditions were awful uh, I think it was 20 minutes before Fermanagh scored and I remember mm-hmm. looking at it going it was actually a lovely score, it was really slick interchange mm-hmm. and it was a great score and I was thinking well at least it was a good score after 20 minutes but 20 minutes is just too long um, but like that Four teams got what they wanted out of the league, got promoted, and maybe their eyes are on other things. But um yeah, the other talking point was poor old Jack McKenna getting the getting the road after 19 minutes. Um a
1: Bit Harsh. Yeah. Bit he, harsh. he he wasn't um he wasn't one bit happy coming off now. He waved the arms out wide and like he was asking Mickey Graham for an explanation. And I suppose the explanation probably was that he was after getting a yellow card. But at the same time, you'd still feel a little bit, you know, a little bit hard done by just like a yellow card. You have to go and um felt a bit for him there, definitely. Yes. Yeah, have you ever experienced or ever seen anything like that? Like when you're taken off before half time, it's always that's. I was taken off
0: for half time,
1: but it's the personal
0: side of the It's just there's a bit of an embarrassment there. That's what it was. He was probably embarrassed. Like, and yeah. it's the personal side of it. I was taken off um, before half time. Uh, Kerry versus Longford the, the day Dan He arrived and caught all them balls in six. and uh, I was the one that gave him the first assist and I always say to him I made him but um, <laughs> I was about a minute to go until half time I don't know had I been sick during the week or what maybe a small bit or some I don't know, maybe the little cold but uh, Jack put no I was wrecked, I was tired but there was a minute to half time and it was one of my first starts in a championship game, so it takes a bit of time, like, so you're going to be, you're going to deter, but I was, I was on the wing, right beside the management, like, and, they said, well, I, was, I just had a big assist there, the crow went wild, do you know, but they whipped me off, and he was there, you're looking a bit tired there, and I was there going, it's 30 seconds to half time, like, yeah, but I was just, I was just, in, I was embarrassed, I was 19, and I was mortified,
1: um, it's, it's a harsh thing to do, yeah, I'm like it's it's normally you know it's a harsh as well yeah, to be can, fair. Yeah, it can be it's a harsh game and you have to make harsh calls like what um he didn't seem to be doing much wrong is the only thing. Yeah. Like I suppose look yeah. the, the fear is no. it like it's fairly gets
0: sent off. I don't know, then you're a goose, but
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. Um it actually shows the say to Mickey Graham that you wouldn't expect from him, maybe just from hearing yeah. him in interviews and hearing what the way the players talk about him and like what how uh uh you know my management and things like that but uh, uh I think I could beat all of you I got hooked at a water break a couple of years ago <laughs> do you remember those with COVID <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were getting fucking annihilated it was like the hottest day of the year it was absolutely it was so so warm and um we must have been 10 points down in the first like just completely capitulated like from the off they just started kicking long balls in and we were getting tore up and I was cornerback and I was Fallon and roast me and, uh, water break. I could took off, and then five minutes in the, the after, he took uh, another lad off. Um, and boys were throwing water bottles and everything. It was just a bad place to be, but it was awful. Like all, all it did was make a terrible situation worse, you know, as a team and and, and as players. And like and then coming back from that, fuck that's that's a memory I thought I'd forgotten about. So thanks. I was going to say, I was happy, say, I, we
1: I was to, happy to see, happy to see that Jack McKenna actually like showed Mickey Graham. He was raging, do you know? And gave yeah, him a bit yeah. of the ballerican, like just to, <laughs> do you know? Because sometimes you would just put the head down and you'd like, you yeah, could easily go into a bit me. of a shell,
0: like. I definitely went into my shell anyway. I was just embarrassed. I was there, just get me out of here. I just kind of, I probably shook my head a small bit, but I was, get, get out of here and just draw as little attention. Maybe people might notice know I've been taken off or something. Yeah. And then, of course, it comes up in the loudspeaker substitution number 10 I was like, oh my god but um so one of the positives in the game was Raymond Galligan he's um he's just a serious operator all round um, but like that I do think it was a case of two teams they knew each other too well played each other last week
2: there's definitely a bit of that isn't there like you literally played yeah. them last week and you're trying to then you think you know something extra about them so you're nearly overthinking it and preparing for them again that it's going to go the exact same way and it ends up sort of cancelling each other out nearly um uh you, you mentioned Galligan but I, I really like Paddy Lynch uh he didn't get yeah. off a lot of football or a lot of ball like kicked into him but like when he's on it he, he's a proper footballer um I think he's only 21 or 22 uh but he, he's been an excellent fan for Kevin, I think last year maybe the year before um and he did he scored a lovely point in the first half he chipped the ball up took his man on and kicked it Great over spot. he's it was, it was one of the more exciting points, you know, in, in, in the game. Like, so he, he's a big plus for them going forward. I, I like a team that has a focal point, but they aren't over-reliant on them at the same time.
0: Yeah, and in fairness, to, from a, the defender, well, like Kevin could have had a, a good couple of goals, and there was, mm-hmm. there was one of them where it was nearly comical. It was like a pinball machine inside there. There was one, one of the saves. I still couldn't figure out whether it was the goalie or the defender on the line that had actually hit and came out there. Then it looked like fellas were touching it on the ground and they were swinging boots at it. It was, uh, it was a bit agricultural now, right? But it was enjoyable to watch. But it was good
1: defending. The standard of goalkeeping, lads, is um, very good because Galligan was brilliant and I thought Sean McNally from yeah. Fermanagh was brilliant. He was brilliant coming out with the ball and looked real confident coming out with the ball. And we're talking about um, David O'Hanlon and Colin Reap, um being very good as well. So, uh, a good weekend. Uh for goalkeepers yeah but that match it just it it was one of those matches you just at times you struggle to to keep tuning into yeah. it because it was um and in fairness the weather would have added a small a small bit to that but it, ne- it never really opened up like we we like Fermanagh had played by all accounts we haven't seen too much of them but they did play very well and played good attacking football in the league but they just didn't get the likes of and they, they got a, a brilliant goal in fairness Darren McGurn took that lovely but they didn't get Ulton Kellam into the game Like he didn't score and he's their their main man they just couldn't seem yeah. to get free from Kevin in any way yeah they just couldn't seem to find
0: the space and like you said Ulton Kellam there was a lot of talk about him leading into it he's had a very good league and but look do you know what look, the main thing is like, it would have been great to get Silver and Crow Park I suppose they'll probably push that aside and go look we had a good league we're Division 2 next year kick it on now like that they don't have long to wait till their championship game but they've been in a good position and sometimes having a game like that where things don't go well it just kicks people back into gear as well a bit more focus going on and I suppose in division four um, I actually enjoyed this game now Sligo and Wicklow um, again the conditions weren't great there were some great scores in it um, you know, Wicklow got off to a good start and I actually thought this is going to be handy but uh sligo with carabine and Nile murphy up top murphy kicked some great scores but the first point he got um they showed him a Sunday game where he was more or less standing he was on the left hand side and curled it in it was a beautiful about 35 but he got one in the second half where he got out in front of his man caught it and so many players now are going mark and yeah. they stop like, but his first instinct, I'd say he nearly turned while he was still in the air and he was taking on his man. In the end, he just pops it over lovely. But it was the fact that he actually caught it and the mark was never in his mind. Yeah, It was literally turn and go at his man, which was brilliant to watch. And, um, but yeah, it was a good game. And like that, you have uh, two managers on the sideline who may be looking for another big job in a couple of years, maybe even together, two club mates. So I'd say um, Crack was good on the line.
2: Yeah, I mean, like that—that that performance from Niall Murphy was just phenomenal. There was a stage where you say Wicklow got a really good start, um, and Sleo got up to one-three, and he would scored all one-three. You know, like literally yeah. single-handedly keeping them in the game. I mean, that's that's what you want. Like, talk about proper, proper
0: leadership. The goal as well. Um, do you know people always give out about the hand pass and stuff? The yeah. goal was a brilliant goal with slick hands all the way through. Yeah, and when people on about Ben and the hand, the hand pass, I always think of moments and games and goals like that where when the ball is moved fast, it's it's brilliant good to watch. Skill. Yeah, yeah, no, it we, we, we talked really about it. Quick.
2: We talked about it earlier in the year. I think it was Kerry v Armagh. Remember that game? Armagh set up so yeah. defensively, and um, but Kerry, the, the, the only success they were getting in the first half was these real quick hands and runners coming off the ball and um, and opening them up. And I think they pointed it out in the in the Sunday game that. Uh, uh, it was it Owen Murda was playing as a sweeper and they were kicking it down his throat and it wasn't paying off. And then it finally clicked with him that actually uh, we can run through these guys, you know, and, and uh, quick hands is the way to go with, with the support play. And it was, it, yeah, it was really, really entertaining to watch. Like, you know, I, th- th- it does have a bad, path, I think because people instantly just think of the lateral hand pass and, and keeping it, you know, in their own half, or in their own 45 um, and, that, and that sort of boring style of play. But like when you do it with anything, if you do it with intent, it, it'll be entertaining to watch.
0: Yeah, I always think that um the lateral hand pass gonna go off topic now, but um I was on about stats earlier and going right back. But um I genuinely believe the lateral hand pass is because fellas are afraid to kick it in because it gets highlighted turnovers. Yeah. Do you know so oh, Nile had twenty touches of ball, he had seven kick passes, four of them were unsuccessful but before them could have been inches away from creating a goal and kind of keeping the defenders honest and stuff so um i genuinely think people are so afraid of stats and turnovers and all the other rubbish that they're they don't even look now it's a case of ship it sideways without even looking but um no look it was um tough conditions some of the scores in were very good like i said i found it a decent game to watch it was much better than the division three final i felt
1: um yeah I enjoyed I enjoyed that one as well. I have to say, and it was for a finish. The last fifteen twenty minutes, it was there for the two of them. And you know, yeah. there was a lot of excitement coming down the stretch there. Glasgow um, just had the you know when they had got the the second goal, the two um, midfielders. It was uh, Kilcoyne who got uh, got that one. That just gave them the bit of the buffer and. Wicklow, to be fair to them, they did they chased it well, and uh, there was a t- you thought they might come back into it if they could get more. Um, Kevin Quinn was very good in the first. If if they could get him, um, a small bit more into it, but, um, Sligo just had had enough done, I suppose. And you know they've there's probably a slightly better team as well. You know the likes of Murphy Carabine are two very good forwards, and Luke Towie, he, I thought he did brilliant. Um. He was in the AFL, um, at some stage. I don't know how how long he was he was down there for, but he's a brilliant player, wing back for Sligo, and they brilliant for that goal, which was a brilliant goal. It was like Carfin in their prime, kind of just the quick hand pass and moving, at great pace, um. So yeah, Sligo they they won't be pushovers for for anyone that meets them. No one like
0: like they have a great chance of making the Connacht final now as well, and like they'll be full of confidence going into it. Um. So, like, the things could be only just getting going for them now. So, no, it um. to will be they'll be delighted how it went and in fairness to Wicklow, Oshie first year in charge so they'll be delighted yeah. with the progress they've made. Because Division Four wasn't easy to get out of. It. it was very competitive this year. So, um, both teams had to work hard to get out of it, and to be delighted.
2: Yeah, Sleig like were probably just a little bit further down the road, you know, under Tony and stuff. Yeah. So they just, and, and I think that showed maybe in the end, even, even that sort of in-play management where they, they did stop kicking it and started using the hands. You know, they, they were nearly... I don't know what like a, what like the manager's role was uh, on the sideline at that point or whether the players sort of took it upon themselves to do that. But either way, you know, they were able to, to figure that out. That comes from just a bit of unity and being together for a while and, and, and solving problems together over a, a, a course of years.
0: Yeah. Yeah, obviously, um, but look, that's the end of the league now and we have the championship now next week, which is strange to say, but um, Galway, Ros- or Mayo, Roscommon, sorry. Um, there some people Some people would have been kind of torn on whether it was good for Roscommon to have a week off or for Mayo to keep the momentum going. I would rather play the game and have the momentum going, personally, obviously they've won the game now so it's easy to say that, but um, after seeing him the weekend, and I like Ross coming to be fair, I've tipped him on numerous occasions, but I can't see them beaten. Mayo, I just can't see it.
1: No, you um, think, think you think Mayo are on a different level?
0: Yeah, I just think the confidence, like they, they, they never really lack confidence, but I think there's a difference between confidence and belief. Yeah, and I just think. Do you know what? I, I I think that they feel like they're on the verge of something big. Um, now i could be hundred percent wrong with that, but I just look. There's just a different. I just they're giving off a different feel this year. I think. Um,
1: there's such depth as well. Is.
0: Yeah, I think like we're on with teams building a panel and stuff, and they were down a lot of bodies throughout the league. They've lost players over the last number of years. I think there was only five from the 2019 league final. Yeah. Starting, which is a big turnaround in three or four years. Um so no, look, i i I think Roscommon have done really well this year, but um at a good start, I just think that they're come up against a Mayo team who are in hot form at the moment. I just couldn't see them pulling it off.
2: No, I am afraid not. I, I don't think so. Because it even like we didn't even talk about it in the Mayo game, but the likes of, you know Tommy Conroy coming on and the sort of impact that he can bring Killian O'Connor was injured I, th- I think it is a very slight injury and they were just being careful with him so we will be ready for Common probably more as an impact so but like if they have a couple of injuries and then suddenly you have to slot in oh Killian O'Connor and yeah. Tommy are starting well, like it's, it's you know it's, it's unbelievable
0: well like at the moment like you, you go through it um, I don't know who and James Carr he throw it, Tommy Conroy three of them are very good footballers have very good pace. Like, you could easily have a full forward line of them three boys. Yeah. And then you throw in the likes of Jordan Flynn, Aiden O'Shea. So that's five out of your six. And all of a sudden you have size and pace. Like, and that's only five of the eight or nine that we could be naming up there. Um, yeah, no, I just think, like, all the talk for the last number of years is, oh, they don't have forwards. No, they do have to bring a bit more consistency. Mm-hmm. Like four points from play isn't enough. Um, but I do think they're going in the right direction. Having said that, like the same old doubts will creep in as you go on. Um, they were good the weekend, not quite at the level you'd be saying, right? They're definitely all Ireland favorites. I wouldn't go that far just yet. Um, even though on form they are the best team in the, in the country. Um, but I just think you'd expect some of the other big boys to come out and improve over the next couple of weeks. Well, you'd hope they would anyway, because the standard's been poor. But we'll go with a few predictions, so lads, because we know this is my strong area (laughs) this year. I'm good at predictions. So, right, I'll ask you both. Ulster, who's going to win Ulster?
1: Tyrone.
0: Oh, God.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have to say Tyrone, but now it's going to look Tyrone, Tyrone, G.A. Or I think that's oh, now we're heaping pressure on. Um, but, yeah, no, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't deal with the stick. I'm going to say Tyrone. i with
0: it. I think I'm going to go on him as well even though I was relegating a few Oh, you ago. did this.
2: I can't <laughs> believe this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are they risk- favorites for us? They're so obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I but I, 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 I just, just look...
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm just looking at him. They're going kind to of peak at the right time (laughs) no I don't know I'm just looking I think after I would have said Derry leading into it to be honest Yeah. and I just looked at their squad being so thin and if the injuries don't clear up when they have to move players around they're in trouble Armagh I don't know genuinely don't know where they're at they could come on and play that free flowing football um, that they were doing last year and do really well on the Sunday game
2: they all picked Armagh to at least be in the final you know so I mean
0: I, I don't know they what they're def- thinking
2: is going to happen but I just like if they're going to go yeah, play the way they want- played I can't see it yeah
0: like Jim McGuinness is going to take over Donegal and <laughs> <he> might- <laughs> yeah what what happens there I don't know I just think like, Tyrone finished the league well yeah um
2: finished the yeah, league well just- last year too but um, beat Kerry on the last day blinding performance yeah. away from home everything clicked they looked really really strong and they an okay mm-hmm. against Romana, easy run, and then Derry took us apart. Do you know, but I, I, I know. Look, yeah. I don't know why I'm building against my, my own team. I'm just.
0: Do you know what? It's it's a hard. <laughs> I'm torn. You just. Don't... Do you know what? I'm gonna go against you. I'm gonna think. I'm gonna say Derry are gonna get their injury started. Yeah. And they'll win the Ulster. Well, no, that's... I'm not. I'm going with Tyrone. I'm going with Tyrone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I so guess... three for Tyrone again.
1: Yeah. Three. For I didn't Tyrone. expect right. that.
2: At... Where do you think Tyrone?
1: Um, I've been impressed with them more than anyone in in the last while in the league so um, yeah That's I just really think sure they're kind maybe. of rounding into form nicely you know and mm. Derek Hanavan is coming of age um, mm. don't get him started he'll start talking about the brother then as well
2: yeah he's a great lad he's my close personal friend either, <laughs> <you know. laughs> never knew that did you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think I got the most listens so far lads in the podcast so we'll see <laughs> this season so I'll, I'll have to uh, I'll have to get him on again
0: oh ah, yeah bring him on you can go go meet him for coffee yeah uh, what about Monster saw oh uh, well God,
2: sure. i have to think about
1: Look, it <laughs> you would have to say Kerry I suppose but i yeah. say we'll give them a rattle now more than they, they have in previous a- years yeah. yeah I think will give them a game I
2: yeah, I think it has to be Kerry. I, I still can't see Cork beating them. I don't think they... Hard no, no, to see Kerry. Hard to see
0: Kerry. Yeah, yeah, I think it's three for Kerry and a
1: Connacht. <laughs> but this is the one. This is the yeah. tough one, though.
2: Because they're all on the one side of the draw, so it'll nearly be done, like, if you're going on form, you know, by the semi-final, yeah. which is, is strange. You'd rather it be sort of spread yeah. out a little. But, I mean... How, how can you not say Mayo? Like you can, we can spend a podcast saying how brilliant they are. I'm going to
0: say I'm raving about Mayo all day, and I'm going to say Galway.
2: Are <laughs>
1: well,
0: you? Yeah, but I still yeah. think Mayo could win the All Ireland. Then after,
1: Correct. do you think? Do you think um, Mayo could trip up next weekend? Or? No, I don't
0: think they'll trip up next weekend. I Just think, think Galway will get them. I Think Galway might get them. It'll be the third time they played them this year. Yeah,
1: um, I could see it as I well
0: now. You know, I'm just torn on that one. I just think Conway, uh, look, they'll have the boys back. He will be fitter. would be fitter. Um, I think they could catch and win Connacht, and then I think it's kind of like a kick up the hole. Then Mayo go into overdrive, and sometimes you need that kind of thing to lessen the expectation again as well. And uh, they're going to be in the All Ireland series, and I think they could get caught by God. I think Conway for Connacht, and I, I, I could easily go caught. Call- Galway for Connect them may offer Ireland. I think Galway could catch him
2: Well, that's a prediction. I'm still, I'm just stick with Mayo. I think, I do think they'll, uh, they'll carry this sort of momentum in to, to the Connacht Championship. They didn't win it last year. They'll, they'll see it as an important <coughs> way to, to try and pick up. And there's something about managers when they come in for the first year, at, the, at with teams at that level. You know, it, it is so important to get uh, trophies in early because it helps players buy into everything that you're saying. And I think McStay will definitely be targeted,
1: and so yeah, go Mayo, Connick Nice. Um, I will go. That is, it's such a tough one, but I'm going to go with Mayo. There we go. Yeah, I think I think they'll keep it up.
0: Definitely means God, we're going to win it now. <laughs> 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 uh, another tough one, Leinster
2: like <laughs> oh, uh,
0: I think yeah, yeah, I, I the we, we all agree on Dublin, I'm sure. Yeah. I was surprised to see Paul Flynn went for Westmead as runner-up.
2: Mm. Mm. Yeah, and
0: they've, um, it was unusual. They've done okay in the league. Stuttered in good game, bad game, good game, bad game kind of thing. And obviously, they're already true to the. Sam McGuire, so maybe their focus wasn't on it, but um they definitely have potential, but I think on farm you would be looking at Load being the close contender, but um either way I think Dublin should be well will be, not should be will yeah. be cruising to it. Yeah, it's
2: um, it's shade, isn't it? Like <laughs> it's just so yeah. Like even even the teams outside of Dublin, I say Dublin mean, and Dublin themselves and then like what do they even do with their Leinster from honestly? It's dead duck doesn't even describe it. <laughs>
0: Like, but the other thing is, like you know, the two teams are hoping like this year might give them a crack. you there or me, or just yeah so poor as well. Now maybe they fell further down the chain. Yeah, I think that she felt further away. So yeah, look, maybe a couple of weeks training, they might kick on again. But depends when they peaked, or yeah, <laughs> yeah, thought we'll peak in this year. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's all we have time for. Thanks very much for joining me, Niall and Lee. um Roaming off the league. And we'll see you all for the championship very, very soon.